Welcome to another exciting edition of Chiropractic United podcast series for Wednesday, October 10th, 2012. This podcast is brought to you by Chiropractic Biophysics Seminars. For more information on CBP technique, browse to idealspine.com. Also brought to you by Dr. Fred DiDomenico of Elite Coaching. To see how Dr. Fred can bring your practice to new heights, go to elitecoachingllc.com. And finally, by PostureCo, developers of the PostureScreen mobile app available on iTunes and soon the Android Marketplace, as well as the PostureA X-ray EMR system. For more information, go to postureanalysis.com. All right, Dr. Fred, take it away. Hello, hello, hello. This is October 10th, 2012. Welcome to Kyra United Podcast for all you podcast fans that are out there that have been dogging on me every time I go to a CBP seminar that, hey, you guys haven't been keeping up with your podcast. So here we are. Thank you. I'm with my co-founder, Dr. Joe Farantelli of Posture Co., Posture Screen, Posture Ray. <laughs> all, all things posture. All things posture. <laughs> oh, and you forgot to say that I'm a, I'm a slave for deed, too. Got it. Uh, yes, at CBP posture seminars. That. <laughs> that posture slave TM. Yeah, well, right? you, know, you know, I may have to put a little TM with posture slave. That might be a good one. <laughs> they, they might get the wrong websites if they click that, though. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. There you go. And tonight we are with Dr. Brian Capra of Billing Precision. Brian is an awesome, amazing, philosophically based guy that took philosophy turned it into a software and many other things that he's doing in the profession. So welcome, Brian. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Thank you, guys. Yeah, so we've hung out a little bit. I uh, just came back from the annual. had a great time. We were we were bunk buddies. Yeah. Was that, was that not an awesome resort that uh, Dr. Deed had the CPP annual at? That was phenomenal. Yeah, it yeah. was cool. Beautiful resort and uh, just a, an amazing event uh, to have everybody there that was that was participating um, my first annual and uh, just an awesome group to be around. Just people that are on purpose and getting things done, you know, corrective care too. It's awesome. There's definitely some people that are, that are the tip of the spear there that are definitely leading the, the profession in a great direction. So, and one of one great leader is you, Brian, that's why we wanted to have you on here. So I know you, you have a history even before billing precision of philosophy and uh, everything that you've done was created from the principles. So why don't you kind of give us an intro as to where you started, what drives you, your desires and passions, sure. and uh, love for chiropractic. Okay. Um, well, I'll go a little bit far back. I mean, when I was in undergrad school, I had my degree in biology, and I, actually I wasn't sure uh, what I wanted to do with my bio degree. And um, I got invited to a seminar um, a chiropractor invited me. Um, his name was uh, Eric Plasker. I don't know if you guys, you know, yep. everybody knows him, but um, you know, Eric. Uh, just so happened, Eric's mother happened to work with my mom, um, and you know, my mom told her told her about me, and and Eric learned about me, and he said, "Hey, invite invite him to come learn about chiropractic." And uh, that night, it was in the Meadowlands somewhere. He was speaking. I went. I heard, and I. I said, uh, I called my girlfriend at the time on the way home, and I said, uh, I'm moving to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was one of those things where, you know, when you hear something that you know is just pure truth, uh, and you, you just know it's what you're supposed to do. And, and so I went to Georgia, uh, graduated, 
2002 from from life and um i went and worked in at the time a great friend of mine still to this day dr tony nalda mm-hmm. uh, i worked in his office for a good amount of time it was about a year a little over a year but um you know he was seeing 1500 patients a week at the time doing some cvp in there and uh it was just um an awesome experience all the way through school and then to get to learn and mentor from tony um, obviously, you have to have a, a huge passion and desire and uh, to driving force behind you to, to even consider building a practice seeing that kind of volume. You know, people debate whether or not volume is the thing, but regardless, um, it was all it was all heart. You know, so um, I got I got the opportunity to learn uh, under Tony, and and to this day, like I said, he's still one of my best friends in the world. Um, and so uh, you know. One of the things that really drove me, and uh, you know, I, was, I, was, I went and eventually opened my own practice. But the thing that really drives me, even to this day, happened, you know, back then when I was at Tony's office, and um, it's really just one story that happened to me. One thing that I, it's still every day I wake up and think about it. Um, it was it was a patient actually that came in, and it was a it was just an eye opening thing. You know, so I would do all the exams and reexams, and so I would see the patients come in and improve over time. And there was this one guy, Chris, who came in, uh, and he he had this low back pain, and he uh, he was taking twelve Advil a day just oh, to gosh. get yeah just. You know, and yeah, of course, yeah, no, yeah, I just take 12 Advil, no big deal. Um, but he was a roofer, and he was in, it was in Florida. So the guy was in the severe heat every day, uh, probably dehydrated, among other things, um, and was in pain. So what are you going to do when you're a roofer and you're in that much pain and you don't know about anything else? So, uh, you know, you take 12 Advil. So he's taking 12 Advil, somehow becomes a patient, learns about chiropractic, comes through the, the doctor's report, and sure enough, first re-exam, Hey, Doc, I'm off all my Advil. I don't need it anymore. I'm totally pain-free. And obviously, we didn't teach him just to chase his pain, but he, so he continued. Um, and so, you know, it was really interesting because, you know, you just kind of think it's expected and they're going to get patients get better and that they're going to get better, and they do. Um, but the thing that really was an eye-opener for me was uh, he came, Chris came in subsequent to that first re- re-exam, and he, he, um, we built a pretty good relationship, and he asked to speak to me privately. You know, of course, you know, we went into a private room and he says, hey, you know, I just want to let you know it's emotionally I'm really in a bad place. I'm really considering suicide, you know, and, and so the first thing I was just out of school and most doctors don't remember this, but I was just out of school at the time. So I remember them teaching us if somebody tells you that they're suicidal, the first thing you're supposed to ask is how are you going to do it? You know, because if, if they have a plan, then they're serious. If they don't have a real plan, you know, they may not be feeling the best, but they don't haven't really thought it through. So it's, you know, it's just a way to determine where they're at in their headspace. So he, but Chris, you know, of course he says, I have uh, in the shed out back, I have a gun and I figured I would go out there when the kids are asleep and I would, uh, I'm going to take the gun. I'm going to shoot myself in the shed so that it's not, so I'm not in the house. Um, so he knew exactly what he was, how he was going to do it. He knew the gun, he knew everything, you know down to the details and I I was fresh out of school and I'm blown away. So I say, you know, well, Chris, what's going on? I mean, last week you're out of back pain. This week you're suicidal. What's going on here? I said, did you change anything in your life? I mean, is there anything new, emotional trauma, anything new happening? And he said, no, I mean, but, you know, um, you know, I stopped smoking marijuana and I stopped, you know, I was drinking, you know, about a six pack of beer when I came home every night and 
Uh, I stopped doing that. I stopped smoking cigarettes, and I was doing some other recreational drugs, um, and I stopped all that. Um, and I said, well, well, that's actually, this is not good that you feel this way, but it's, it's kind of logical that you're going through, your body is detoxing and you're, you're, chemi you're chemically imbalanced right now. Does that make sense? And he said, yeah. So, um, so he got it. You know, there was a reason for why he w was feeling that way. But, um, you know, the, the, the interesting thing was he, you know, he, he, I asked him, well, why did you do all of this? You know, why did you all of a sudden think you went from low back pain to coming here to quitting all your medication? Uh, not even medication, you know, your Advil, yes, but also just every other chemical in your body right. started eating better. And he said, well, when I came to the, the report, he said, um, you know, I realized what you were talking about was my health is the, the number one most important thing in my life. And I can't have anything unless I have my health. And he said, you know, I, I have children and I realized I was not possibly able to be the father I could be always on with all these chemicals in my body. And he said, if it wasn't for the concepts and the principles that I learned in that report, I, I wouldn't have done anything about it. Uh, you know, so if you went to another chiropractor and would have just adjust him to get out of pain and he didn't hear about the principle, he gets out of pain and he still goes on and, and, and does those drugs and whatever. And for me, and especially now that I have a son, you know, I know that it's not the principle is what changed Chris, Chris's life, you know, and yes, CBP is the delivery method, you know, that's how we actually get the correction and it's, it's the most important thing from that perspective. But the principle is what changes people's lives. The principle is what changes their perspective on health and, and you know, their future and their potential. And then it doesn't only change their life. And what I realize now even more so that I have a son is that I, I imagine a guy going home with just low back pain every single day, being exhausted and in pain and just frustrated and angry. You know, what's his interaction like with his son or his wife um, or anybody in his family? And, and, and then what, what happens there? You know, what happens next? You know, I mean, these guys, you know, then it's, it's not just his, it's not just him and his son. I mean, his son has interactions with thousands of people throughout his lifetime and, and so on. And it's this ripple effect that goes on throughout history. So this literally when somebody's sitting in front of you and you have the opportunity to teach them the principle, you change history with your words. Um, and that's something that, um, you know, that just hit me right between the eyes when, when Chris was telling me about that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is a guy that was about to kill himself, you know, so what, it, so, you know, that just stuck with me and, and drove me to, you know, continue on in practice and, and want to do great things in chiropractic for the, for the principal. Um, but one of the things that, uh, even after that, that really hit me hard um, was the situation where one day Chris, Chris didn't kill himself as far as I know, but one day Chris wasn't there anymore. Uh, he just wasn't there. He stopped. He wasn't there. He wasn't coming in. And that aha moment you know, you wake up, whatever happened to Chris? You wake up in the middle of the night, you wake up in the morning. For some reason, those patients, you know, they hit, they, it, their face comes right up in your mind um, when you're not distracted with other, other things. And you go into the office and you're like, uh, whatever happened to Chris? When was the last time he was here? You know, well, Chris wasn't, hasn't been here for three weeks. Well, whatever happened to him? Well, we don't know. You know, nobody knows what happened. Did you call him? Did you recall him? Whatever happened, nobody knows. Um, and so, 
I think about number one, you know, we have three million people, the 30, uh, 300 million people in the United States and 60,000 chiropractors. First of all, how many people with the total number of chiropractors, you can't be efficient enough. You can't see enough volume to see, to deliver the principle to as many people that as need it. And then when the, when you do have the opportunity to change history, with the people that are in front of you, what are you doing to make sure that they stick through? Right. And, and what are the systems? What is the, you know, this is where the technology comes in. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not about billing. We started a billing company, Billing Precision, with software, but uh, we now call it Genesis, chiropractic software. But, you know, it's not about software and it's not about billing. It's about waking up in the middle of the night and thinking about Chris. Um, and so what we've done, I think, with the software that hasn't been done before is develop a system that helps, uh, that's an early warning system, I would say. The best way to put it in short terms is an early warning system that identifies the patients that are most at risk to leave your office and puts it right in your face with one number every single day. You can see how, much, how many risks there are, how many, how many lives you're, you're risking. Um, so... Um, that, that was my driving force. Um, that, that started a long time ago. That's 2002, I guess, is what year it was. And, and that's what's driven us to where we are today, where we have this amazing software. And um, you have to see it to understand how it actually works and how that is different than other software systems. But um, uh, again, it's just not about software. I couldn't, I couldn't care less. Honestly, I, I, I get we're a billing company and we want to do great billing and we want to have a great schedule and soap notes and all that stuff. But it all comes down to managing your relationships and your, and your practice. Um, and Fred is, you know, Fred's awesome at that and on the communication end. There's nobody that's taught me more about how to communicate with patients and how to, how to inspire them to find their own reasons to stick through care. But um, it's not about software. It's about making sure you have a system that corrals those people and, and make sure that they're continually um, educated on what chiropractic is and, and they're motivated to stick through their care. Right. Well, yeah, man, I mean, that's, that's the whole thing, Brian. You know, like you were inspired by this purpose. And, uh, you know, we all have stories like that, you know, where somebody, either a patient died or uh, a spouse past or somebody got sick, you know, when you watch one of your, I don't know how many people have experienced this, but I had one patient get cancer under my care. You know, I told this story in, um, at the annual where I had a, a spouse die of a heart attack. And that's, that's before we made the spouse attending the workshop mandatory. You know, there's things that, that happen in your life where your, your greatest breakthrough comes from your greatest pain and then inspires something within yourself that allows you to change the world. You know, I mean, I developed elite coaching uh, based on spinal correction. I mean, I had great coaches. I had multiple great coaches that were all an influence, but none of them specialized in that, you know, and, and as you know, a spinal correction retention is such a strong key and you're actually a spinal corrective doctor. So, you know, I developed systems of communication that helps retention and then you have a software that helps retention as well. I mean, you combine the two of them, man, your practice is going to go through the roof. Not only is that the key to a big practice, but most importantly, retention is the key to a fulfilling practice because those are the relationships that you remember. You know, yeah. by the time we get to the end of this life, 
or even, you know, a part of the way through it. It's not about how many people we see. It's about the quality of the relationship. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. And the, the yeah, thing that's, is, that's the thing. The thing is what most systems, softwares, what have you, practice management, coaching, whatever you want to call it. With most systems, the focus is not on the relationship and not just the relationship, but what does it mean to that person to have the strong relationship? You know, what does it mean to that, to Chris, to have a strong relationship with you so that he fully understands what, what his potential is in life and, and how that affects every person he ever interacts with for the rest of his life. Um, and, you know, honestly, even to this day, I mean, that, that was such a, it was such an emotionally rocking situation with that. I mean, I, my son, um, who's now four and a half, um, I didn't name him Chris, but I named him Christian. Mm-hmm. Just nice. to remind that me. That inspired that name? Yeah, yeah. Not not only not only does it remind me of who I am, but there's never a day anymore that I never wanted to forget it. I want to make sure I never forgot it. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Well, in your software, that's one of the things. Now you've you've been an elite client for a few years as well, and you've actually um, tailored your software to actually monitor the value of each relationship with each patient, not just financially, but more importantly, on retention on other things. So you base your software around building relationships. Isn't that true? Yeah, it's all about relationships. So other systems might have like a no-show report, for example, um, which is a cool report and we have it. But um, what I know about reports is it doesn't make anybody do anything. And, and not only does it not make anybody do anything, but there's no way I know if it happens or it doesn't in reality. Does that patient actually get rescheduled? There's something simple like that. Um, and so what I identified for um, number one is what is the what is the value of a patient relationship? Um, so there's, I mean, we spoke a lot about just the philosophical value, right? So, but then there's the, to a business, what is the value? Um, and if you look at a patient, um, it, a lot of doctors think of it as the case average. Maybe it's, you know, I know your case averages, Fred, are much higher on average. Uh, for the for your clients, but um, whatever it might be, they could call it two thousand, three thousand, ten thousand. Doesn't matter, and and that's where they a lot of times they leave it is at ten thousand. But if you actually look at it, if you're really honing in on your relationships, you, your patients are going to refer, or they should at least. And um, if you start to calculate, even if on average your patients ref, each patient refers point three other patients. Um, you take that 10,000, it's not just 10,000, but there's a whole family tree of patients down from that one patient. So it turns out to be, when you actually do the math, tens of thousands of dollars for each relationship. And so what you want to know is what are the things, um, you know, you can, do, you can communicate, right? But, you know, like you say, Fred, um, we don't know how much our patients know by what we say. We know what, how, by what they say. Um, and then we know what they really are thinking by what they do. Mm-hmm. So, um, so when I have a patient that has a no-show, that's not just on some report that maybe gets made up, maybe it doesn't. That's not, you know, I'm not going to repeat the Chris situation in every practice that uses my software. So it's not just a no-show. And then there's other ones too, right? There's a patient that left without their future appointment. If you think about it, philosophically, if a patient leaves your office without making another appointment, where is their headspace? Yeah. You know, I mean, think about it on a high, uh, on a deep level. If it was cancer, would they leave their cancer treatment without another cancer treatment? You know, obviously, philosophically, we might not agree with cancer treatment, but would they ever leave without do- scheduling another appointment? 
Right. No. So what are they telling you about your care when they leave without another appointment? So it's a, it's a big red flag. So again, there's uh, there's there's um, we've kind of identified that there's three main categories to risks of uh, relationship risks. Uh, one is um, patient retention or patient flow, and then uh, that's the no shows and the scheduling and the no care plans and all those things. Then there's um, uh, there, there's uh, cash flow, um, and then there's compliance. So those three things, right? So you have you have your cash flow is making sure you're you're keeping track of all the finances. And every time there's a warning that a patient has a balance that's too high or you're not charging them for something that you should or you're not following up on your collection, your claims like you should, um, those are all warning signals because if you don't do those things, you're risking the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and then compliance, if you have a note that you haven't signed off on, um, if you didn't do a note, if you have a visit without a note, right? These are all warning signs. So rather than having 10, you know, there's probably 20 or so reports for each one of these little things. Once you start to spread all that work out amongst reports, nobody ever does it. Right. Not only that, but you don't even know if it, how much work needs to be done, how many claims. How many th- so what we did is we, we took we – took it's kind of like an almost counterintuitive approach where we have the technology. We built artificial intelligence into the technology to go and identify those items. So a no-show is not just in a report. It becomes a task. And a patient without a future appointment, that visit, that patient becomes a task. And a visit without a note becomes a task. And then there's, there's all these different types of tasks. But on, on, on any given day, I don't really care about all the different types. I really just want to know on any given day how many there are. Because I just need to know how many there are and if they're getting addressed every single day. And if they're getting addressed, then I know at least on those on those bullet points, I know my, my relationships are being managed at the best possible way um, within the practice. So, the- so like a, a staff member can go ahead and like if say you have an office of like five CAs, you could assign them different tasks. Like one person's in charge of this, one person's in charge of that. And right. Then, and then you can track to see who's doing their job, I'd imagine. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a workflow management system. And we learned this, we, we learned this through billing because we build right. for 350 practices. I can't look at, I can't even see all my, I mean, I have, uh, I don't know, you know, 50 billers. I, I can't even think about all their different names, right? Right. Um, I just need to know how many claims need to be followed up on today. And if I leave that to me or even an office manager to go into aging reports and find all the claims, it never happens. I never know on any given day. If I'm managing billing precision, I know there's 2,000 claims that need follow-up today because the technology finds the work, not the people. Right. You can't depend on people to find the work. So the technology goes and finds the work and creates tickets or claims, right? And then I know 2,000 need to be done today, and it's down to zero. If it doesn't get to zero, then I go and look at who didn't do it, which team didn't do it, which person on a team didn't do it, or maybe what type of claim is not getting followed up on. Is it a, you know? Then you can go and do your analysis, but the first thing you have to know is how much work there is before you can decide which person needs is, is not efficient or which type of which type of problem is not getting handled? Because it might not be it might not be a person. Let's say it's no shows, and you see five thousand patients a week. Well, if you have one person on it, it's not necessarily the person's fault. You're understaffed right. for that thing, right? Um, but and the first thing you have to know is how much, and that's the one thing that um, I've learned through through the billing process that that um, if, so- if other software doesn't do that, it's totally useless. It doesn't work. Right. Right. So basically, you 
turned on the features that you actually needed as billing precision to manage your own billing for all these doctors and all these clinics and put that same ticket information basically into the user's hands to use with their own clinics, correct? Right. Yeah, the workflow system that we built using, you know, we, we use for managing, you know, hundreds of doctors billing, we then turned on into the practice management side of things. Um, and, and not only that, but we actually use that system. I use this with my, my team, my coaches. We have profitability coaches. Um, it's not it's not coaching like what Fred does. It's you know it's just the numbers right. crunchers. But so that what they do is um, they actually use the scheduler. They use the soap note system. They use the the workflow system to manage our clients because we have clients right. We have clients that are supposed to make a vi- um, a monthly health check with us mm-hmm. where we analyze all their numbers and we help them figure out what's the most effective way to drive their backlogs down, their, their amount of work down, you know, where are they understaffed. Where. So we have people that help them learn how to use the system, um, but they're actually using it. So we have, we have appointments that are missed. We have notes that aren't completed. We have pay, um, doctors without a future appointment. We have doctors that are no-shows. We have doctors without care plans. Um, and so we, we also use the same backlog mechanism to actually manage our clients, Not which how many software systems <laughs> right. we care Use their own software to manage their clients. Right, exactly. I, you well, know, well, I, I think that's genius. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think that you know, coming from the you know being a clinician first and then getting into the software business, just like yourself did, um, I, I think it's pretty amazing with how you're able to to do that. I mean, it, in, it, anytime you have a lot of uh, clinics. Uh, management and statistics, uh, I understand what you're doing because I have tons of clients with our X-ray EMR software, not to mention posture screen, um, and just managing it and then seeing what conversations you had and just basic content relation management is where the, the breakdown typically is. At any one time, I can see all interactions with anybody that we had in our system and I have logs whenever anybody interacts. You know, I, obviously I'm not using billing precision for that, I, you know, because this was something that's been ongoing since 2006 with my company. We use something that's not made for, you know, the industry per se. Um, right. But as far as it does, uh, you know, some of the things business-wise, but it doesn't do, obviously, it doesn't fine-tune granular to what an office needs, a, a chiropractic office needs. And now just talking with you, I can see how, you know, one of the, the people that turned me on to, you know, what you had to offer was Dr. Sandy Haas. And I'd always heard of your products and I knew you for a long time. But yeah. when Sandy said to me, you know, Joe, you need indeed needs to look at this software for the CBP doctors because I'm convinced this is the future. And when I saw how quickly your software works online, which a lot of them, you know, a lot of systems are, they're tied to that they're, you know, local, like my x-ray software, we're moving a lot of big images. So we have to be local for the, especially those that have digital x-ray right now. But from a management standpoint with managing your patients, I, what you have is ingenious because you can run it anywhere. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, now that we're, you know, we're working together now with Sandy and, and you know, Deeds, obviously, client, and uh, right. uh, Paris and all these guys. The, the, the true, um, and this was actually my dream when I initially saw what we could do with the software for billing was to, was to eventually get it to the practice management side like we have now, but, and then have the documentation system built like we have now. And, and now Sandy and, and Deed and everybody are just tweaking it for CP right. and they're putting in the, but, now that we have that, this is the vision I saw eight years ago when we started this thing, 
um, just like you said, the one of the main differentiating factors is that we have a, a web-based system, and that means we have a, a, a centralized data repository. Um, and on the surface, like you say, those words are, what does that even mean? Yeah. Um, well, it means that we have all the data in one in one server. So imagine you have your, your software in your office, whatever software it might be, and then you have that big server in the office. Well, obviously, if you're on a web-based system, you don't need a giant server and all the, the computers network to each other. If you have one server in our data center, and I'll say one, it's obviously multiple right, right. backups and all that, but theoretically one server where all this data is, is stored. So what does that do for us? And this is what Deed also saw, saw and Sandy saw, is that it's not, not only is it a, a workflow system for managing the relationships better than any other thing can be done, um, but having all the data and every data point, the documentation, whether it's subjective complaints, objective things like an, even your x-ray points, uh, measurements, um, activity, daily living, et cetera, you're actually cap capturing, once we have systemized CVP documentation and everybody's using it the same way, we have a systematic way to document every visit of every doctor, every CVP doctor using the system. Right. So we, in effect, um, the system gets improved over time because everybody's using it within CVP. And then um, every, over time, we're collecting the data for all the CVP practices in one location. From there, we can do research right. from one centralized location. So we, we even have talked... Um, I even talked to Matt McCoy and, and some other guys. We can even develop the system to the point where it spits the data out to an Emory University where they do the data analysis on, on demand, like automated. Right. It just goes to them and they analyze it, and then we start publishing research. So this is a way, um, when we talk, when we go, you know, rewind back to the Chris story, um, what, you knew, what I knew there was not only do we need a better system to manage the patients that we have, but we needed a better system to have to take chiropractic to the forefront of healthcare. To do that, we needed more data. We need more research, right? So you need to have one system that, and, and we need another system that, that with centralized data repository that teaches doctors CVP. So you need to have more doctors, right? We don't have nearly enough doctors. We need to have doctors trained faster. We need to have the most, the most, um, uh, um, we need to manage the patient relationships as as tightly as possible to make sure we, the retention is as high as possible and the referrals are as high as possible. And to, if and then if we do all that and we get the research on top of it on a continual basis, all this improves. I I, I believe that this is the, us all working together between Fred, CBP, um, your apps. Right. Uh, this is how all of us working together. We're joining a network. We're joining a team. Um, that we're all working together um, to put chiropractic and, and CBP at this point to the forefront of healthcare. Right. And, you know, it was kind of like, a, uh, for those podcast listeners that don't really understand, you know, how it works in CBP, uh, you know, even though I'm Deed's partner, so to speak, I also work for Deed. Um, so even though I run PostureCo as a separate, complete company, it does. But when your friend and slash boss says, oh, by the way, Joe, I know you're going to work with other EMR companies. However, this company is going to be the premier CVP company. And as such, I suggest you might want to really invest a little bit more into integration pretty quickly on this one. I don't want to pressure you by any means. And then so I had Dr. Sandy call me up and said, oh, by the way, Joe, um, you really need to expedite uh, pushing information to uh, Jen 
Genesis uh, right away. I don't want to put any pressure on you, but we're going to be going live here pretty soon. And we would love the app to you know, be able to push the posture exams and eventually the data, not just PDFs and images, right into uh, Genesis. You're going to do that, right? And I said, well, yeah, but Sandy, I'm a little busy right now. You know, I've, I have 25,000 <laughs> users right now. It's a little hard to just pick one thing. And they're like, but you're going to get this done by the annual. I'm like, the, the, the annual is in a month, Sandy. And she's like, yeah, I know, but we're all going live. And all your friends and colleagues are going to be on the system. And she started naming all the names of all the CBP doctors, like all my good friends, like Cindy Boyd and Dr. Brian Paris and, you know, Jason's office. And the list goes on and on. And I said, okay, so I'm seeing the the, uh, the workflow here. Um, I guess this is going to be the, the premier system for integration. So I, I'm just amazed on how quickly your team and my team was able to pull this off. And, you know, for those that aren't realizing this, once you finish doing your posture exam, and especially with uh, x-ray analysis, what Brian's talking about is very shortly, we'll not only just have reports sitting in there, but since this is going to be the CBP-endorsed uh, EMR, EHR system, it's going to be used for research. So any points that you digitize in, say, Posture or Posture Screen Mobile, and if you're using Genesis, when you push that data over, not only is it just going to have your images and be an image repository, because, you know, right now we can do that with any EMR system. But what it's going to do is push the data itself so that way you'll be able to qualify in data reports, if you had a person, this is what Deed wants to do, and uh, again, what we're going to be able to do eventually with, you know, the ICA, and you know, with uh, probably working with Matt McCoy as well too, is be able to say, okay, well, we have a thousand asthmatic patients, and we measured on posture that they had kyphotic necks. You know, be able to quantify the X-ray analysis now correlate with the posture uh, discrepancies that they all had into a statistical database. Now we can see what subluxations are starting to correlate with, you know, with their health conditions. And I know it's not, we're not trying to correlate just a one health, you know, position. What we want to do is have a, a reliable and valid means, which a lot of these research studies used whatever arbitrary way of marking x-rays and things like that. So when they didn't find correlations with unhealthy people, it's because their methods of analysis were unhealthy themselves, so they couldn't document right. it. You know, and that's the biggest thing. They didn't have a good method of documentation. Right. So, so now with this, and that's why I, I'm excited about what you got, what you have to offer is that, you know, from my standpoint as also a software vendor, you know, of course I have to work with, with everybody, but as far as with the CBP premier system, which is going to be your software, now it's going to have that something extra, if you will, to whereas those that are interested in helping chiropractic research obviously this is going to be the choice and, and just being able to have all your data. So that way you can spit out reports and say, Hey, you know, at a re-exam, we were able to get this much reduction in your x-rays, uh, this much reduction percentage from abnormality in the posture. I mean, that the, uh, the possibilities are endless. And from the, yeah. ge from the geek in me, both being, as Fred would say, a spine geek, but also a computer nerd, I look at this and say, oh, my gosh, you know, the data, this is what Don envisioned with using with Posture Ray, the X-ray EMR system, was to be able to quantify. Now we have a means of quantifying, but we have a central database. And, yeah. you know, with other EMR programs, there is no real central database. I mean, there's very few that run as efficiently as what you guys have developed. 
And now I see why, you know, Deed and Dr. Sandy put pressure on me and said, by the way, you need to make this the first uh, system and make it that something extra that you're going to have with your apps. And, of course, how do I say no to uh, technically my boss, Dr. Deed? <laughs> yeah, you know well, he does, he doesn't run Postrico, but he runs CBP, and I happen to work for CBP, so I value my job very well and value chiropractic research. So of course that's going to be an easy answer. Yeah, I think the important thing there too is, I mean you're, you know you're yeah you're a spine geek and we all are, and um, I don't know you know it's just the thing is we're it's like um, it's a synergy. You know what it comes down to is we the purpose comes back to comes back to the purpose and the philosophy it comes right back to that is this doesn't happen without a strong driving force behind it which is our it's our all our common purpose that we have together and um you know as far as the integration and it being different yeah i mean indeed yeah he's going to have some influence on you but at the end of the day a couple of, yeah. a couple of reasons that this is important as far as integration, one, most systems, at least most that I even that I know of that are out there for chiropractors, at least the most popular ones, they simply cannot do this. They don't have a centralized database. Correct. It's just not possible. Um, um, and, and then the other thing is, you know, this I think was important for us, um, just as, as two different companies, and especially with CBP coming into, um, with Genesis coming to the CBP family, um, you know, a lot of other systems, I'll put it this way, systems in the past have, you know, tend to want to come into this group. Um, they're not necessarily chiropractors. They're not necessarily, uh, forget CBP, they're not necessarily chiropractors who even really care about you right. know, perpetuating chiropractic. So what they typically do is come in and make a lot of promises to people yeah. about what they can develop and, you know, um, and how it will be tailored to chiropractors and all this stuff. But what, what actually happens is a different story. Um, I, I think one of the most important things that came out of this weekend at the CBP annual where we actually showed the posture screen integration, which is already done, yeah. um, was that we actually showed within a month of actually having an official relationship, we actually already developed one thing, yeah. uh, which is far and above anything that had been done for CBP or with CBP before. But comes back, there's a synergy based on our purpose. Yeah. Our, our, you know, so it's, I think that's why it happened. Yeah, and, so that, and that's what Dr. Fred has always said. You know, this is purpose-driven. Everything, even if even if you and I didn't have to work, or Dr. Fred, we do this because of the purpose of chiropractic, and it excites us to help people. And that's why I get up every day. That's why I like doing what I'm what I'm doing. And same thing with you. It's not because I have to do this. It's because I enjoy doing it. You know. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. I know we kept Dr. Fred out of this conversation. Hey, uh, Fred, do you want to you, you add to this? I know I kind of dominated it, which is usually not the case. Well, you know, you're a spine geek and a tech nerd. Yeah. Like, it's a good thing you're Italian, buddy, and yeah. good looking, because <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell you. But uh, yeah, this, this was the tech nerd uh, conversation. Yeah. But, you know, just in summary, what's already been said you know, CBP was, was a way to express purpose. Technique is how. But with all of us, it's principle. Like you just said, Joe, you know, it's so funny because in the last few days, uh, I've been asked several times, do you miss practicing? And the answer would be, you know, I loved practice. I was good at it. Um, clinically certain. I knew how to communicate. I knew I could take a person with whatever complaint they had, and I knew I could turn them into a lifetime chiropractic patient. But then eventually you should master this game. 
Right. You know, and I think that's where we're all at. You know, you should master practice. And a master isn't a great master isn't determined by how many students they have. It's it's determined by how many masters they create. And that's what we're really trying to do. And that's what Kyrie United is about. That's what Building Precision and Posture Co. and all this is to really help raise the level that that the average chiropractor can function at. I mean, we're doing this. Shoot, I mean, we could all be in practice and have a $2 million plus a year practice. I'm pretty sure Posture Co. isn't making that right now. Yeah, my, my wife reminds me every day, Fred. <laughs> yeah, so, but you know what? It doesn't mean it won't, but that's not even the point. The point is we're here to change the profession, man, and that's a purpose. You know, desire is, is your spirit seeking manifestation. You know, the, the desire is the purpose that's directed into action. And uh, these are the actions we take to help advance the profession. And, you know, sometimes like practice, it ain't easy, man. But, you know, like you said, Brian, sorry to interrupt. Let me, hey, this is my turn. (laughs) You guys, Dom, this is my turn. You know, like you said, Brian, in a month, you know, you came out with already a tremendous application. And that's because people are driven to make things better. And we just keep going. So there you go. Nice. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that people ask, well, most of the times like uh, using my and it's not going to be a commercial for my app, but people say, well, Joe, you're you're essentially giving away the app. I mean, yeah, if you bought every bell and whistle in my my app, it's, you know, probably around fifty dollars. And, you know, every hundred screenings cost ten bucks, you know, and. People say, well, how are you making money? And I say, I laugh. I go, yeah, pretty much not making money. Basically, I wanted to flood the profession with something that was chiropractic, that being a posture assessment, and raise the bar and get people excited about CBP. And, you know, that's basically what it is. I mean, and my wife to this day, she's like, ah, great venture. Yeah, we're not retiring anytime soon. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you know, it's purpose. You know, I I love what we do. And you know what? When I was in active practice, I was making a lot more money, way more money. I know it's hard to believe because people think that, oh, I have an app. It's like Angry Birds. I can retire and I'm making $2 million, $3 million a year on an app. Uh, Yeah, no, that's not the case. But, but, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, you know, as far as, again, it's it's the purpose. Otherwise, I mean, if it was about money, I would be charging $2,000 for the app, you know. And it's just getting it out there to get more people interested in chiropractic biophysics and structural-based, subluxation-based care. And to that end, you know, it's worked. And now it's grown so much into what can we do for chiropractic and relating and working with Genesis. I mean, this was the, one of the easiest things we've ever done was because since they're web-based and we're essentially running on iPads and can be pretty much on the web, it was just like when we did an integration with web exercises. Now we have an ecosystem that we can push people right into it. And it's one central place that we have to relate to. It's not every single office around the world. And that's a big, big difference. You know, and that's why you'll have one button that you push and, it, and then, boom, your postures and your images of your postures show right up in, in Genesis. You know, um, yeah. that, that, that's the integration. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad to be a part of that and I'm honored to be a part of this and, and how it's going to help chiropractic a year from now. We're going to be generating research studies and I'm excited about that, you know, because um, I'm a spiner just like that, you know. Cool. 
Well, and I just want to say, too, you know, um, the CBP elite, Billing Precision family, you know, with the, the networking and bringing all these people together, and there's so many more, that it's such a great family that for people people that go to the seminars, elite seminars and CBP seminars, you know, you know the feeling, man. There's great people. Everybody loves each other. There's no ego. Right. You know, everybody helps each other, and it's a growing family, and our influence you know, I use this analogy a few times again in the last few days. You know, it's kind of like the tortoise and the hare, where there are groups out there that, that run real fast, they burn real hot, but if there's not truth in it, they burn out. Right. And CBP, and I know it leads like the, tor- the tortoise, and Brian, you're coming on, and, yep. and the family's growing, and what it is is we're here for longevity, man. It's the truth. It's staying. The truth will prevail. It's the alpha. It's the omega. We always will be. And we will, we are influencing the profession. And uh, to come into those families is truly a great reward with purpose-driven people. Absolutely. And I want to change the subject really quick because I just happen to have the Internet going. Did you guys see that this meningitis outbreak due to steroid injections for back pain? Did you guys see this on the news? Oh, yes. Yes, I did. Is this crazy? I mean, they're looking at there's 137 cases already and 12 people died already because of people are going to their doctors and getting steroid injections for their pain. I mean, if this is not a good talking point in everybody's practice, um, you know, it's amazing. Of course, it's a a contamination of, you know, that that appears to have caused it. But how many more lives are going to be taken because people didn't know that chiropractic could help these cases? And we're way more about health than back pain. But, you know, back pain is an easy thing to help. You know, this is like the least thing that we could do, and people don't even know that they can turn to chiropractic. Mm-hmm. You know, and that should always be the last resort, and then surgery, as we always preach. But I didn't know if you guys had, had seen that. It looks like uh, not only Florida, but Indiana, Minnesota, North Carolina, and, of course, New Jersey and Ohio, which is just crazy. Unbelievable. Wow. That is crazy. Well, That's time the... to be a voice. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, guys, I know we, uh, and again, Fred, I I apologize about dominating the the conversation. I get excited about spines and and tech, as you can see. Um, But uh, I didn't know if you had anything else to to, uh, add in closing, like where are you going to be coming up soon? You have a, I think you have Um, a seminar coming up here in New Jersey too, don't you? Uh, you know what, so, uh, Fred, before you go, before I forget, if you don't mind, um, because I know that we're throwing a lot of information out there about specifically about Genesis and CBP and all this stuff, just so everybody knows, um, Deed and I would put a book, uh, an ebook together, and it's, it's you know, Deed's on the cover, and it says why I, I chose Genesis, um, chiropractic software and billing. Uh, if you want to get that, all you have to do is go to www.cbpebook.com um, and you can download that. And it gives you all the bullet points um, that we spoke about tonight and then some, so you get a really clear picture about how this is working together with CBP. I'm actually I'm actually pulling this up right now because I never saw this site. And yeah. so so you put I'm looking at this book and you have Deed on the cover of this. This is wow. I didn't even know you yeah. had this. So I'm going to download this now. <laughs> yeah, cool. And yeah, that'll, that'll continually. And then, you know, you get the ebook, and then as time goes on, anytime we, we have a new release or like when we get posture way up or when we have one of the uh, other integrations or the new notes come out or anything like that, um, whoever signed up for that book, 
We'll also get all the email updates on how we're progressing with CBP when the research starts happening and all that. Everybody, you'll, keep, you'll be up to speed on everything that's happening. Regardless if they're a client of yours or not. Right, yeah, this is not just for clients. This is just for people who want to know what's going on with with us, to, you know, with uh, Genesis and CBP, at least from our perspective. And, you know, I'll put your stuff in there, too, because um, we're all working together. But, right. uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. So that's, there's, there's that's, no obligation to, to sign up or even get a consultation at all. Wow, that's that's great. I didn't even know you guys had something like that. Wow. I, now you're you're putting pressure on me. I need to have an ebook. <laughs> well, we can we can write one together too about our integration. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll have to see if uh, if I can get Doctor D to say why he chose uh, my software. Actually, it would be more like why I told Joe to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And so, are you going to be attending? You'll be. Uh, around because I know Dr. Fred, you're coming to New Jersey or, or next month. Jersey, right? baby, November third, fourth. It's going to be an awesome seminar on uh, the theme. There is how to double your practice in ninety days. We got some amazing, amazing topics and speakers that are going to show you how to create urgency with urgency, get people started, and bring in more people. And then inspire patients, bring more people. Yeah, absolutely. So that's November third and fourth, and then of course I'm going to be there. Because uh, yeah. I, I have a house up here now, as well as a house in Florida, but I have a house up here now in New Jersey, and I just happen to be up here, planning on being up here in November. And if I wasn't, I'd still be flying up here anyway. Um, and, and when we get those emails about why is a seminar so-and-so, you guys are complaining to the wrong person. When you complain to me about how, why is a seminar in California, don't, don't com- <laughs> I have to joke with this, but I'm on, a, I'm on an airplane every weekend. So I fly around in the easy seminars when they're on the same coast. So if you have to fly from Florida to New Jersey, um, that's like it, you know, what a two-hour flight. That's not a, not a big deal to come out and hear Dr. Fred. But we're going to be the weekend before, I believe, uh, we're going to be doing a whiplash trauma seminar in Orlando with uh, Dr. Deed, myself, Dr. Evan Katz. We're going to have a radiologist there that knows CBP and has attended CBP as well. Um, that's October 27th and 28th in Orlando. Um, and I know you guys need a vacation to take your kids to, to Disney. So I guess we're going to see them there as well too. But, uh, uh, Dr. Brian, did you have any other, um, anything else you want to share? Like what is the website? How do they get in touch with you besides the ebook? Is there any other thing that they can do if they were, if they're interested in Genesis and they want to find out a little bit more? Yeah, there's always the website, genesischiropracticsoftware.com. Um, uh, that's always you know a place you can go and just search around. You can you can look for um, us on Facebook. Um, you know, Billing Precision on Facebook. Um, but you know, really, the, those are the probably the best ways to keep in contact and up to speed on what's happening. Is uh, you go to our website and look at our blog. Subscribe to our blog. Um, download the ebook. You'll get and and you'll get that uh, update of the everything that's happening plus our newsletter. Um, or you can go to Facebook, and, and that's not all that stuff. That's not our newsletter and updates, but you'll, you'll keep some of the information as we, um, as we uh, post it out there. Wonderful. And I just signed yeah. up for the ebook, so I'm look, I'll be getting the PDF pretty soon. Yeah, hopefully it works. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Oh, yeah, I see you're – I'm looking at my email. There you are, Joe Parentella. Yeah, yeah, see, I'm not on talk. I'm, I just did it, see? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm walking the walk. <laughs> all right, awesome. Jay. All right, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. Awesome. All right. We're going to be on regular podcast now. So get ready, podcast listeners. We're on it. Yeah, we're doing it every week, and we're going to have a guest speaker sometime soon. His name is Dr. Deed Harrison. 
Oh my god. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give me an ounce. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, guys. Have a great night.